You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Today, I'm excited to be chatting to Laura Campbell, owner and creator of the Hackalily Hip Surfer Baby Carrier. This product, you might have seen it, it's been everywhere lately. And she's going to take us through her journey from idea, concept, right through to launch, which was an 18 month process. She's sharing everything around how it came to life, how she went through, and how she launched, what's been important for her marketing, and what that launch strategy looked like. So let's jump on in and chat to Laura. So, Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I think this is going to be such a great episode for people that maybe have a bit of a product idea in mind, something that they've wanted to bring to market and they're just not quite sure how to make it happen because you've done it. Now, is Hackalily, is that your first business? It is my first business. I've worked in startups and scale-ups and that sort of the creative and tech space before, but I've never built my own brand or product from scratch. So, um, yeah, definitely. So tell us little pitch time. What is it? (laughs) If we're talking about this hacker lily today, people might be thinking, what are they going on about? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange name, right? Actually, the word Hackalily I came up with initially because I needed to create like a, a an ABN. You need to launch a, oh, yes. a, a name. And I was just like, I had the hip surfer idea, which I'll talk about shortly, but I actually need like a company name. So yeah. it comes with the hack part is all about like hacking parenthood. And the lily part is just like feminine. It's growth. It's from a pond. It's like when you become a mother, you, you know, you transition yeah, nice. through so many different phases. So it's a little bit metaphorical in that respect, but Ultimately, Hackalily is all about just helping to hack the hard parts of parenthood with really like savvy, innovative products or solutions. And my flagship product that I've launched with that sort of was created and inspired by some pain and strain I was experiencing when I had my two children and I was struggling with, you know, back problems, arm problems. I had arthritis and I just struggled to use traditional baby carriers. And so I came up with the idea of this hip seat baby carrier with like interchangeable covers. So, so yeah, that's my first little baby part of the, um, of under the brand Hackalily. Amazing. So you've kind of come up with an idea, which happens for a lot of people to solve a problem that you were having. And I guess you've gone, hang on, other people must be going through this as well. Then yeah. there might be a need for this here. Yeah. So you've had the great idea. What did the process look like to actually take that to market, bring it to life? And how long did it take? <gasps> Oh my gosh, how long have you got? Okay, I'll try <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and keep it really lean. Like how did I come up with the idea? And also just I suppose there might be a lot of like mothers listening in as well. Like you may have just had you're from the corporate world or the business world and you're having a child and you're sitting on the couch breastfeeding and completing Netflix is one option or just watching daytime <laughs> TV is another. And I just felt like I, I did do that with my first daughter, Elodie. I sat there and I did like the whole series of Friends. But this time I, I did really... Blacklist, all like eight seasons that were out at the time when I was breastfeeding. Yes. <laughs> it's great, right? Just have something on in the background there. But this time I just felt like, you know, I'd, I was been working within the startup world for someone else's company. I'd throw so much passion into it. I'd work such long hours and I just felt like, 
maybe I can use this time to come up with my own product, my own idea, like learn about the process of bringing something to life from scratch. So initially it came from just wanting to be really resourceful with my maternity leave and keep my mind stimulated and just continue this personal development when I'd come out of maternity leave. You know, there are so many amazing businesses that have been created from women on maternity leave purely because they didn't want to go back to work afterwards or they wanted more flexibility to spend more time with their kids. And so many amazing startups came from this way. Mums are so resourceful, right? Like you've got a finite amount of time. You're always, you're surrounded by problems and challenges. So you're like, how can I do this in half the time? How can I do this with a little bit more ease? And like, you probably do all these little hacks on a day-to-day basis that you don't even know that you're doing. It just becomes part of the system of staying alive, I guess, with (laughs) when you've got kids. So I knew I wanted to to learn something new. I have some sort of personal development on maternity leave, maternity leave, and I knew I was also experiencing these challenges and pains. So literally, I've had arthritis since I was sixteen years old, and I was in remission for a few years, and it flared back up again when I had my um, two children. So I was experiencing this pain. I thought. While I'm doing this, like I'm doing this course called Founder, which is all about how do you bring your idea to life? How do you bring a concept and then validate it and then understand who your target customer is? I'm like, I've got a problem right here. Why don't I use this and how about I tackle it? So when I came up with the idea of the hip seat baby carrier, in all honesty, they do exist. They are out there, hip seat baby carriers. They normally have straps that go over your shoulders. Mm. And I just thought, do you know what? I don't like the straps over my shoulders. It works really well for some people. My daughter's getting a little bit older. I want something that she can get up and down on. And then I could have a little bit of freedom with my son, Lincoln. And so that's where the idea was born. I also came up with the idea of these interchangeable covers where kids can do like poops. They can do vomits. It can get mucky. They get sticky (laughs) fingers. So I just wanted to take it up a level. Like you don't have to have a completely original idea. And I think that's the biggest thing to dispel. Yeah. It's about seeing something, something that you can improve, that you can enhance, that you can change to just make it more practical, more comfortable, more stylish. And that was my approach to it. Such great advice. We don't have to always be reinventing the wheel. Totally, totally. So look, I had all these ideas in my head and the first things I did was one, I did a course. You don't know (laughs) what you don't know. So actually, if you can find a course, the founder course was really great for me. You find your communities, there's like-minded bitches drinking wine, there's Mums & Co, which I became a community of as well, and there are all these communities of mums, of women, that you can temperature test your idea with. Like, what colours do you think? Do you experience this problem too? Like, you can validate your own idea. So finding out where your target market is, that's the sort of groups you mean, like where they're hanging out. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. So I really do harness the power of those groups. So that's what I'd really recommend for a lot of, like, women and mums, like you're working so remotely. I don't know how often you leave the house during the day because we're all behind our computer screens. (laughs) But that's for me is like one of the biggest reasons when I look back on it now is finding those business communities, finding those local mums who have those shared interests and passions. And if I didn't know what to do next in my business, if it's a challenge with manufacturing or, um, you know, just learning social media, right? You've got to start building communities from scratch, and if you've never yeah. done it before, it's really like if you don't, you don't have the confidence to get behind camera, you can get inspired by other people. So I think community is a big part of it. It's funny, my Ecom Igniter course, you know, I put my heart and soul into putting the most amazing content into this for people. And then they're like, oh, the community was the best part. It was yeah. so great to have other women in e-commerce. And I'm like half offended, but, you know, totally get it. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, those friendships that form. And like you say, you have a lot of 
you know, shared challenges and things. And mm. why have to figure that out all by yourself when someone else is going through it or been through it before you? And you can lean on each other and go, well, how did you get over that challenge? Like maybe I can use that in my business as well. So yeah, community yeah. is so important. And it's all about sharing knowledge, right? There's actually enough room for all of us at the table, for all of us to be successful. Exactly. Um, we can lift each exactly. other up. So I really find that when you put enough sort of energy or positivity or support others, and it doesn't, you don't need to be an expert, but you can just have a view or a perspective on something that can give someone the validation to move forward in their journey if they're a small business person. So if you put that energy out to support others, they will support you back. And I think the people I've met through that sort of philosophy of it's really karma, isn't it? You get what you, you know, get back what you put into the world. Exactly. Yeah. What goes around comes around. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, if you, if anyone listening wanted to start their own business in e-commerce or create a product, it starts with learning, uh, find a course that's relevant to the business idea you have, join all those communities, be kind to yourself. Like I found, I set really ambitious objectives and targets like thinking I was a big corporate with a marketing team and a production <laughs> team and <laughs> none of it's achievable yeah so being uh, you know realistic I guess in what you can achieve and also in the time that you have for yourself I know like I've got friends that are going through the whole um maternity leave experience at the moment and they're so hard on themselves for what they can't yeah. get done in certain times it's like you are bringing up a human you are breastfeeding you are dealing with sleepless nights be kind to yourself is, is really good advice because you can't do everything all at once. And that's absolutely true. But I think when you're in those moments where you, there's delicate balance, right? You put a little bit of pressure on yourself. That's when you can become this incredibly high performer. But at the same time, like you think about athletes, they're not running a hundred meter race 24 hours a day. There's seasons to it. So I think I've so learned true. to be kind on myself when I can't focus or I'm frazzled. Or I haven't slept well. Okay. Let's just do some light receipt reconciliation today let's not do anything that's going to involve massive creative thinking because it's just you just go yeah. with the flows of your body and your mind and otherwise it's so easy to get burnout if you're a mum. yeah definitely and I, i'm like that too i'll, I'll tinkle with tinkle <laughs> tinker maybe <laughs> that's a new one. I, I tinker with like canva and stuff when i haven't got that big thinking brain going mm. on i'm just like you know what i'll just make some images for social media or something like that something that still needs to be done but doesn't necessarily require much thought behind it mm. and i'll kind of do those mundane little tasks when that's kind of happening so it's a lot of the time for me at the moment yeah definitely and a great thing to do when you're not really in the mood as well is just like your social media presence, right? Like if you have kids around, you can't write on a computer screen because mine are like coming there like bish, bosh, bash. Or, yes. <laughs> you know, you're just like you're one hand on their like, chest gently. <laughs> exactly. But even just like doing Instagram stories and things like that, like it really helps to constantly be present. And if you're showing a little bit of your part of your life or the mayhem behind the brand and the inspiration, it's like people buy into people and they want to see you being vulnerable. Yes. They want to see yes. the raw. So I'm starting to do that a little bit more now, like turning up a bit more in stories. And it's like, if the kids are food all over their face, whatever, it's okay because so it does is. everyone else's and it's relatable. Yeah. And it's so important because people want to buy from people. They want to buy from a big corporation with no face to it. They want to buy from you. So always telling my students and my clients, put your face behind the brand, you know, and stories is a great way to start if you're mm. a bit nervous about getting on camera because they disappear. Yeah. And if anyone would like to hear me singing this morning, <laughs> I was in the car with my daughter. We were singing the Bluey song. So, oh, I love it. you know, I popped that up on stories. So <laughs> it does take a bit of confidence building though, doesn't it? To be your true self. Oh, and I yeah. still don't know if I've a hundred percent nailed it. Like I know who I am, but 
when I first started out, you can scroll through my Instagram and you can just see there's a little bit of awkwardness there. I was probably talking like I was a little bit of a radio presenter and that's not how you <laughs> You find your groove, talk. right? Yeah, it takes yeah. a while. If you go back and watch some of my first live videos, oh, my God. <laughs> totally. I, I think I had blonde hair too, so that would really put some people off love thinking, it. who's this? But, yeah, it's – and I'm still – I still don't love being in front of the camera. Yeah. But it's something that with practice becomes easier. You need so, to do it. You need to do yeah, it. It's like you just got to try it. Messy action, right? And that's a really good philosophy that I've had. It's like you I don't even always know the destination. You just know you got to take one step, and every time you take that step, you'll work the next thing out, and you'll harness your community for the next thing that you don't know. So, I'm a big believer in don't do anything perfectly. You'll just waste too much time if you just get one thing out there. You can learn, you can get feedback, and then you can just make those little micro one percent improvements, which add up at the end of the day. Love that. Love that. I I wrote that down. Take messy action. (laughs) So I asked you to come on because, you know, we'd met before, but then I started seeing you and Hacker Lily everywhere. (laughs) You were on different TV shows, like print media, digital, everything. How did you generate so much PR around your new product? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm still pinching myself now that we even launched (laughs) because about a year and a half in the making and lots of setbacks and holdbacks and COVID and all sorts of things. So with that year and a half, I actually would have loved to have launched nine months earlier, but actually the universe works in amazing ways. Like everything lined up perfectly for the time that I needed to launch the people that I met to help make that a success at that specific point in time. So one, it was sort of building that community from day dot. So it was a year and a half of building community, talking to people about a product that didn't even exist yet. (laughs) So, and just realizing that although my background is in marketing and advertising, it's, it's quite senior, right? Like I'd be managing teams and I'd be doing partnerships. I've never created a brand from scratch form before. I've never created reels before. I've never created email flows before, you know? So it's like, I just wanted to give myself time to learn all of those things. I'm not going to be like completely green, yeah. as we come out the gate for launch. So I think that was one of the best things is if you've got a business idea, don't wait till you're about to launch to start building your community or socials. Use that time to be comfortable. Community is so important. Yeah. Yeah. To become comfortable in your skin, I think, is like my sister actually jokes about a few previous reels. <laughs> She's like, it was a good <laughs> thing you launched when you did because that wouldn't have landed too well. <laughs> so how important was that for you, like building that community before you had yeah. the product to sell? Well, it's amazing because I did go through challenging times where I was almost about to burn the business to the ground. Like actually struggled to get um, some really important like business fundamentals in place. And I was so close, but there was the community that was giving me the feedback. I'm like, I'd be telling stories, guys, I'm sorry, we're launching soon. I've just got to sort these things out. And all of them believed in it. I'd been seeding the samples out to people. So they'd been trialing Mm. it and the community had been seeing the feedback to that. So one, they were just really encouraging me. They were all on the journey with you. They were, they really were. And I think even to this day, some of them have become like my creators and brand reps for me. Instead of reaching out to influencers and creators, I don't know, and hoping they'll use it. I've got people who they've experienced the problem. They understand the journey I've been on. They want to be a part of the journey moving forward. And so like, if you check out my Instagram, it's just really beautiful, passionate, like super like authentic content that's coming through from, from the mums on the platform. Yeah. So many real mums actually using the product. Definitely. So I managed to, one of the things about finding your story. So I'm quite open and I might become a bit more open about my arthritis journey and, you know, the challenges of holding my children. And I think that formed a nice narrative for doing um, PR outreach. 
Yeah. So I did bring on board the most phenomenal woman who I hope I can name drop right now, Katie Gallagher. She was my PR woman. She's a mum. She's got a baby. Um, she's an ex-journalist. She was on Matt Leaf when we were connected and we had a chat, got along famously, and I engaged her to become my amazing PR woman. And because she'd been following my journey for a few months, she'd loved the product. I just felt like she really understood the mindset of the target customer. She did the most beautiful pictures to some of the media and press and that combined with the fact I was able to win an award last year really helped with that credibility. Yes and which award was it that you won last year? So that was the SheCom Awards by Lisa Jones. This is almost like a note for everyone you don't need to have a finished product to submit to all awards. So well I had a finished product but it wasn't live yet so I had the final samples and prototypes. Based on the actual product not the business. Exactly the problems it solves the innovation the quality of the product. So I won the Hip Surfer won the Baby Accessory of the Year Award, the Chicom Award. So it's for women in e-commerce. Amazing. And there are awards open for that now. Also the Aureus, which is the Australia Post Awards mm. and the Osmopreneur Awards. So there are a bunch of awards open right now. Get your business in them because that helps so much with building credibility and, you know, to have it on your website. But also if you're starting to leverage that PR like you did, being able to say, hey, we won this award really helps. Exactly. It really does. And I think people, it's these little medallions on your website alongside, you know, being featured in certain, you know, press and media really helps me now take that next step, hopefully getting more press and more recognition and also reaching out to celebrities, right? So I've got some great influencers on board. How do I get it into the hand of celebrities? It's just a little bit more gravitas of a brand that most people have never heard of before. It's still a very, very small business. Amazing. So I think PR, like that obviously played a big part of your um, launch strategy. Were there any other things that you kind of had as part of that, Yeah. you know, ready, set, go launch? So a few parts of that as well as obviously newsletter. So I've been building my um, email subscribers, managed to get it to about 350 or so. And looking at, I was looking at the Clavio stats earlier, about 50% of my sales have come through email. Fantastic. So, you know, you include the 10% discount at launch. I had a little help with building up the flows because it's actually quite a lot, right? You're doing your welcome flow. Um, yep. You want to do your, um, you know, post transaction, your abandoned cart. It's actually quite overwhelming for a small business person. So yes, it's one of the things we teach at Igniter because it is such a mammoth task to set all that up, but it's so important. And it's something that the automations, you know, you, you invest that time to do it, but then it it sends out the right time for each person. Yeah, exactly. So I started on those quite early and I'll just be constantly tweaking. Like when you're in a pre-launch phase for a year and a half, like your brand tone and communication and key messages, like they can evolve. So just keep going back in there every few months and reviewing them and making sure that they're in line with the latest way that you're communicating your brand, I guess. Um, So email was a really strong part of it. And what else did I do? I think obviously engaging brand reps. So I did a few call outs, you know, six months before launch where I wanted to, once I've got the samples, send them out to a few so I can start creating that UGC content. And what I've really found is that there's so many brands out there, especially in the baby space. It's all about in-studio photographs with mom and a terracotta background and things like that. And my brand is more about raw, you're in it, you know, you're juggling so many things and it literally is it's not low quality content, but it's in the moment content of that video. It's that real photograph. content. It's yeah. real content. And I know that that's just what I needed to have where it's fully relatable. It's really fun. So I think brand reps. I 
feel like it's far more believable and yeah. builds more trust as well by having that user-generated content rather than you, you know, taking those flashy studio reels yeah. and photos and things like that. Yeah, so. and it takes the pressure off you. If you've got a – so this is my side gig and I do consulting. It's a lot of pressure. Right? You've got emails, you've got social media, you've got brand reps, you've got content. Like there's just so much to manage there. So if you can find and build like brand lovers and champions – they can create that content for you and you're just curating that and then you just keep onboarding new ones and new ones as you go to help build your audience and your reach. So with a few of the brand reps, I did some giveaways um, leading up to launch and afterwards as well, where it was like sign up to a form and then also yep. tag, you know, three three mamas who need the hip surfer in their life and do any any number of other things. That was great for, um, I think I had quite Building a few sales yeah, come through in that way yeah. as well. Amazing. Now, it's been a long journey through a pandemic in there and all these other things. If you were to do it all over again, is there anything that you'd do differently? Okay, so I think one, as I said before, is actually to be kinder on myself. It was a year and a half to launch and I put such big (laughs) deadlines and timelines on myself, right? Thinking I'm some big corporate entity. So one is I'd go back and I'd put put the laptop down at nine o'clock as opposed to 11 o'clock because all that time can get done and it's important to focus on your family, but that's just not innately who I am. I'm a bit of a workaholic. I love to go a hundred <laughs> miles an hour. So there's little bits there that you can't really control. When I had some um, production stalled with the hip surfer at one point because of COVID, I decided to start exploring other products just to fill the time and thinking yeah. back on it now. So I've got beautiful backpacks with cheetah lining and I've got some change mats and they're gorgeous and amazing. And they, they're relevant for mums with small kids, but they're not a hundred percent in line with my brand. Like, you know, I want it to be innovative. I want it to be different. I want it to be a bit cheeky and quirky. So I think that's a learning for me is that don't spread yourself too thin. It also means extra marketing. I need to do different messaging and different content and different emails to sell them. Yeah. And I think that it's just focus on one thing, focus on one product, absolutely nail it. And then be like, how can I then create accessories and things that can work into the content, be complimentary and just be really resourceful with my time. So, but I always like yeah. to overcomplicate things. So I don't think, <laughs> I think I needed to get myself in that situation to now fully appreciate how laser focused that I need to be. Yeah. Amazing. What advice would you have for people listening that are thinking, you know, they've got this great idea of bubbling away, but maybe they've had a bit of hesitation or just mm. weren't sure where to start? Let me think about it now. I think you just got to go and do it because you can wait for that idea to come, but you just need to walk out there, find inspiration, find a product that you're using every day and think about how you could improve it or enhance it. Because what I love about starting this business is when I was feeling isolated, disconnected, I was working behind a screen with clients in America and Singapore, and it can get really lonely. And I think that for a lot of you know, people in business, they're in exactly that same situation. And the way that you can truly connect with communities is through small business. It's the most thriving, incredible, supportive, uplifting underground of business people that you would never see when you're up in the corporate world. Like you literally do not understand that this exists. So I highly recommend them to get out of their comfort zone, take that first step, make sure you reach out to communities. It'll be the soulful, nourishing connection that you never knew that you really needed. And I think especially I really lean into mums, obviously, like it's a mum-owned business. I just really appeal to mums first and foremost. Like if you want a flexible lifestyle. So I guess really knowing that target market has been super important. Absolutely. Like you could actually have a lot of other mums in your street or your neighbourhood and you may not even know them. 
So it actually is a great way where I've found other mums in e-commerce that go to the same gym as me. We actually do meetups every few oh, weeks now, so and cool. I would never have known that. Yeah, I took a photo of my backpack in the gym, and one of them was like, you get to my gym, I follow you. <laughs> I never knew they lived in the same neighbourhood as me. So it can form the most incredible like connections and friendships, which is just so important as well when you're juggling all the world as a mum. So if there's mums out there listening and they're thinking, this product sounds pretty amazing, where can they find Hackalily? Yeah, so come on over to follow me on Instagram first. That's probably where I'm most prevalent. So it's in uh, underscore Hackalily, H-A-C-K-E-R-L-I-L-Y. And I'll link up in the show notes and I do so you don't have to <laughs> spell <laughs> yeah, it right. Easiest. I, do, <laughs> I do kind of regret that name because you have to repeat that a few times. Uh, or you can jump on hackalily.com as well. And actually, I'm so happy, if I can just interrupt, I'm so happy for anyone to reach out to me. If you've got any questions about starting a side gig or a passion project or any hesitations, like I really do want to be a champion for other mums because I've been isolated and lonely as well. If you want to take that first leap, reach out to me. If you're looking for a friend, I 100% am as well. So please reach out to me on, on Instagram. That's really lovely. Thank you so much for your time today. That's been amazing to hear your story and you know, I've been following you since before you had a product, we're connected. So it's been really nice to watch yeah. that journey and now to see it, you know, being used by mums all over the place. Um, so congratulations and thanks so much for your time and for sharing. Thank you so much. And hey, we got connected through one of those business yeah. communities. So we would never have known each other in, a, in another world. So thank you for having me. If you're spending money on Facebook ads and you're just not seeing the return that you want, or if you're hesitant to get started, I'd love to invite you to join me inside my five-day Pathway to Profit Facebook ad challenge. It is a live interactive group challenge that will position you to make real profit from your Facebook ad campaigns. We don't just scratch the surface with vague information. We're going to be diving headfirst into your business and identifying what's stopping you from generating amazing return on ad spend for your business. So I'll link up in the show notes or you can head to unstoppableecom.com forward slash challenge. Challenge starts April 24.